It's good to be back with you for my spring break, very possibly the last spring break I will ever have. After I conclude seminary, I will have to work for a living, you see. I'm also joined on this break by Mr. Kevin Lamell. He's coming to us from the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. He's worked in the Charlotte area previously, and so this was a good opportunity to relax and visit some old friends. So please give him your warm greetings after Mass. Do you ever think about, in the Gospel, all those people that Jesus heals, their various afflictions and problems, they all are healed, but all of them die. Of those healed by Christ, 100% mortality rate. Every single one of his patients he works on still dies. And if that's not enough, Jesus goes about raising them from the dead. Our friend Lazarus. Oh, I don't know, Lord. It's been about three days. There will be a stench. No, come out. He raises him from the dead, and Lazarus still dies. Or that poignant scene, the little girl is not dead but asleep. Taking her by the hand, I say to you, little girl, arise. And she got up and walked about the house. She dies too. We don't know when. That's not recorded in the scriptures. And I say this not just to grab your attention, but because the church never exists far from the dead. In fact, if Christ and his church ever lose sight of the dead, we have lost the heart of the gospel. We've lost it because we follow Christ who really died. He took on a human body, he assumed our human nature, and he really died. He drew his last breath, his heart stopped beating, and life slipped out of a cold, limp body. He really died. We don't follow Jesus because he was a nice guy or a witty speaker or some sort of magical healer. We all have different experiences of death. And I don't claim any particular expertise because in fact, I am among the living, and I am on track to die, like all of you. The priest and the deacon share in death, just as you do. Grief touches us too, and grief teaches us. That is why we have Lent. Maybe if we lean into our own death, we will finally come to new life in the Lord. Maybe if we keep a close eye on the cross, we'll be able to glimpse Jesus doing his very best work. Death for us will come up close and personal. We hate to think about death because it's inconvenient and it's awkward to talk about. It stirs up emotions we don't want to deal with, it's exhausting and it's smelly. We'd rather fast forward to that cute little Easter bunny surrounded by all the chocolate eggs. Lord, don't make me wait and weep and wail outside of that horrible tomb. You know how I hate that. 
But the only way to Easter Sunday is through Good Friday. So if you've ever met a dead person like I have, you'll understand. Because you wonder if anyone could understand your pain. And you'll ask why people who already suffer do more penance during Lent. Lord, you take not just my loved one, but my candy, and now my social media too. If you have lost someone, Lent is for you. If you get angry at God because someone is missing from your family portrait this year, Lent is for you. If you have a diagnosis for a few months more, or just went into remission, Lent is for you. If you have your whole life of possibilities in front of you, Lent is for you. If you endure a messy marriage, relive a nasty accident, have lost a job or broken a friendship, then Lent is for you. Even more simply, if you have ever loved or ever even tried to love well, then Lent is for you. We follow Jesus because he conquered death. Death. How did St. Paul put it today? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He loved and he paid with his life. He died and he paid with his love. If you really want to live, learn what it is to die. And here's the way to learn. Meet the saints and the poor souls in purgatory. The saints and the souls in purgatory. Here's my advice. Remember, I'm just a 22nd grader on spring break. Take it or leave it. Sometime this week, go down to our cemetery. Visit somebody you've never met before, a real live dead person buried in the ground. Take a picture of their monument because of course you'll have your smartphone with you. Memorize the dates. Go on Find a Grave or Legacy.com and read their obituary. Then walk to Calvary with Christ. Come up the hill to the church and pray for them. Ask their help to live your Lent well. Don't do the easy thing and visit someone you already know. Take a risk. Put your heart on the line. Actually meet someone new, someone who is eager for heaven and might just need the boost of your prayers. Once you've offered your prayer here in the church, don't stop. Meet another dead person. This time, someone new who we are certain is in heaven. Meet a saint. A saint. Because saints are patterns of what we are all called to be. If you think that you have more issues in your life today than those holy ones who dwell in heaven, well, you're wrong and you're prideful. We like to think of an airbrushed, all buttoned up with a bow version of a saint. Here's a simple definition of a saint from Jose Maria Escrivá. 
A saint is someone who said yes to God and never stopped saying yes. So any situation you have in your life, someone who's in heaven has probably been through it. Start living like you want to go to heaven. But I'm not just here to decry you. If you think that you are called to anything less than heavenly glory forever with God in heaven, you're being bashful. It's a bold call and it is for you, each of you. You are called to be a saint and God will move any mountain out of the way to get you there. So perhaps that saint is waiting on these walls depicted in stained glass or residing in the sanctuary executed as a piece of sculpture. Maybe there's a resource about that saint in the narthex. Maybe your cemetery friend died or was born on their feast day. Take the risk, offer your heart, take a picture, research that saint's story, tell them about your new friend in the cemetery. And on the way out the driveway, you could stop at the seminary and tell them about your saint friend, make the introduction. And then the three of you, you get in your car and you get out into the world and you talk about each other because that's what friends do. There will never be an easy way to talk about death. It's not right. But if one person can get death, it's Jesus, because he really died. So Lent is your free opportunity to give him all of your sorrow and pain and bitterness and confusion and to let the dead teach you how to live. In Lent, we have a concrete way to share loss with Christ and leave it to him to pick up the pieces. For he is the same Christ who gasps on the cross, reaching out to us. He sleeps in the tomb, listening and waiting for us. And he breaks free of death, calling us all to eternal life.